This is Making Shift Happen, and I'm your host, Jen Cates. Over the years, I've coached hundreds of clients to find their ideal self through the way they nourish their bodies and minds, and now I'm here to help pass on these same strategies to you. So let's stop the madness and get your results once and for all. Let's go. Friends, I'm joining you today during kind of a heavy time. Uh, not only in my personal life, but just in the life of, well, all of us Americans especially. Uh, I think it goes without saying that recent news and events have us all feeling like, like just, I don't know, just like something else. <laughs> uh, there's no real way to, to put words to how we're feeling. It's just kind of a, we feel a bit out of sorts. We feel heavy. With this, maybe your motivation to change, to train is low, or maybe you're just feeling a little off. Feeling all of the feels and feeling less motivated is a normal response to news sometimes, especially if it directly impacts you. And of course, with the SCOTUS rulings lately, yes, it, it does directly impact a lot of you listeners. So today... We're going to talk about how to modify your training when you're stressed. <laughs> I figured I'll switch things up and I actually put this ahead of the cube just based on everything that's going on and based on some feedback that I've been getting from clients lately and friends lately and just a lot of texts that I've been having with friends and, and family and loved ones. And I think it just it's important to talk about these things because I want you all to feel ready and prepared to take care of yourself because in order to really make change, whether it's global, local, whatever, or within yourself, you have to be giving yourself some love. You have to be showing up for yourself every day because it is that whole, you know, common saying that you always hear, put your oxygen mask on first before helping others. And it is true. And I know that obviously that looks different for those of you who are parents and who do have other people depending on you, but that's the thing. That's the catch. Because you have more expectations of you and you have more responsibilities in life and you have other people depending upon you, that puts that much more pressure on you to give yourself some more self-care and to really help yourself in the process. So Please know, you know, it's not one of those things where I'm trying to, you know, raw, raw, raw you into self-care, but it is something that I do want you to consider because self-care is so incredibly important to making sure that you are showing up fully. So today, again, we're talking about how to modify training when stressed and when just feeling overwhelmed and feeling feeling all the things. And I know you can't see me right now, but I'm, I'm frantically shaking my hands overhead uh, because, hey, I am in it with you. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling the feels. I had a couple of funky days uh, myself after recent news. And yeah, let's let's do this damn thing. All right. How about that? So if you have the goal of minimizing your risk of injury, then modifying your training based on your stress and sleep and things like that as it pertains to your overall lifestyle could really make a huge impact. Now, there are a few ways that you can approach this, which of course I'll outline in today's episode. And doing this in the in this process, there are a few questions that you can ask yourself before you start training or even upon 
waking up in the morning for the day, you know, and this is, these are ways that you can check in on your readiness to train. So let's, let's dive in. All right. First thing, and there's four things overall. First thing, sleep. I know, I know I'm going to sound like a mom. I sound like a parent here, but ask yourself, how many hours of sleep did you get the night before? Do you feel relatively well rested upon waking? Uh, and, And I do want to note that feeling groggy after spending the past, oh, I don't know, 15 to 30 minutes or even nine minutes, because I know nine, let's say nine to 30 minutes or more pressing snooze just doesn't count since the act of pressing snooze and falling back asleep only to be woken up again makes you even more tired, okay? <laughs> so so please know if, if you're checking in on how well rested you're feeling after hitting the snooze once or more times, one or more times, that's not going to be an accurate feedback for you because, and I, I haven't, I've talked about it a little bit in previous episodes, but the act of falling asleep after hitting snooze, you do start to go into, you know, a good amount of sleep and you start to get into a little bit of a deeper, well, light sleep at that point. But sometimes people are dreaming already. So they're already hitting REM really fast within that nine minutes or less. And then the snooze hits uh, the alarm goes off again, and then you're having to hit snooze again, you're being jolted out of that sleep phase. When you're being jolted out of that sleep phase, that is going to make you feel even more tired than if you had just gotten up when the alarm went off. All right. Just something to think about. And I'm not, I'm not trying to say one thing is right or wrong or anything like that, but I, I just want folks to reflect on this because it is incredibly important to realize the impact that the snooze button and our alarms have in our life and just how how ready we feel and how how less tired and things like that. All right. Again, I'm going to do a whole podcast episode on sleep. Actually, I have uh, someone in mind that I'm, I'm wanting to interview and she's a phenomenal therapist based out of Kansas City, Missouri. And uh, she's a sleep specialist. The downside is she's writing a book right now, so she's she's pretty busy. But I'm hoping to get her on the on the podcast in the coming weeks. So fingers crossed. Send out good energy. Hopefully, I can get her scheduled. But the point here for sleep is I want you to aim for at least seven hours. That's generally speaking what research recommends. More sleep or rest is likely going to be needed, of course, if your training is increased, especially if you are accumulating a lot more miles in the saddle, for example. Um, So please be mindful of the time that you put into bed. But the first question you ask yourself is, hey, how how well, well rested do I feel? How well rested do you feel rather? How many hours of sleep did you get the night before? Were they, were they good, good, was a good sleep? And also if you're a parent of a young child, please know and give yourself wiggle room there. All right. You're bringing another human into the world. So that is, that is a whole other job. All right. And kudos to you. Second thing, stress management and recovery. (laughs) How stressed do you feel? (laughs) And I know, I know, I know this is very subjective, but that's okay. That's the whole point of this is, is for you to get in touch with your body and not depend on those wearable devices that you have on, whether it's a Garmin, an Apple watch, a whoop, whatever it is, an aura ring, I don't care. Sometimes these wearable devices are just too much. They take away the power of you checking in on your body and using that subjective check-in 
as a moment of connection. I mean, what the hell did Olympians do before Whoop and Aura Rings and Garmin and things like that? And please know, I wear a Garmin. Uh, but that's the thing is, I think sometimes we just depend too much on wearable devices. Again, that's in a whole other podcast episode. But check in. How stressed do you feel? Check in with yourself and put it on a scale of 1 to 10 from not being stressed to feeling really overly stressed, like you don't know what the hell to do next kind of stressed. (laughs) And I know I just kind of went on a little mini tangent on wearable devices, but I'm going to go on a little bit of a tangent about stress management because here's the thing. Stress is ever-present. Stress is just life. Life is stress. Stress is life. All right. And when it comes to stress management, we really need to maybe examine how we approach stress and how we think of stress and, and what is our response to stress? Like how do we categorize stress? Because of course, if you're thinking that something is stressful, then it is going to be stressful. If you're thinking of something not being stressful, it's not going to be stressful. So of course, your opinion about something being stressful or not, that is going to impact the overall stress or the quality of the stress. And there are ways to kind of go about this. Of course, I can't really, you know, share it in a minute spiel here, but stress management is something that all of us are going through in some degree or another. All right. There is a spectrum of stress. And it could go from losing your your partner, which is the most stressful thing that anyone can go through based on a, an actual stress scale, uh, to moving, to getting a new job, to maybe getting a new position, to getting a promotion, to buying a new car even, while exciting, that is actually a stress. Uh, even if you're paying it for, you know, full cash down, it's a new thing that you have to now care for. It's a new thing in your life. It's a new thing you have to learn. Anything new in your life can technically be considered stress. Even your exercising and training is considered a stress to your body, to your mind, to your soul. However, please know there is that spectrum. Okay. So If there was one thing I feel like more people could probably do better with, it would be sleep and stress management. And I I put those two together because I didn't put those two together in this question to ask because I did did want to separate them out. But putting I put those two together because they do tend to go hand in hand. And I noticed that a lot, not only with myself, but with the clients I've worked with over the years, the better your stress or the better your sleep is, the better able you are to handle the stressors in life, generally speaking. And I think that a lot of times people think of stress management outside of sleep. So stress management itself as being, oh, meditation, breath work, hoo-ha, let me go sit and get zen for a moment. But friends, let me tell you, you can manage stress in so many other ways. You can manage stress by just looking at a flower for a minute outside, going for a walk outside, going for a walk with your dog, going for a walk by yourself, going to the park, if, you, if you're if you able to do that safely, and looking at a candle, lighting a candle, smelling a candle, drinking a glass of water, and only drinking a glass of water, not looking at social media or technology while doing so, doing a little stretch, 
for just one minute. Now keep in mind, these are things that you can do for one minute or less. And finding those one minute pauses throughout your day can just benefit you so much. And I already have another podcast episode topic that I'm going to be talking about later on. And that's stress management. Because I think sometimes folks just think that they they can only feel less stressed if they meditate for 20 minutes or an hour or something like that. Even just one minute can make a huge difference, whether that's deep belly breathing, if that's just breathing through your nose three times, out through your mouth, whatever it is for you. Again, staring at a flower, going for a walk, anything, playing with your dog for a minute, playing with your cat, whatever, I, whatever it is for you. Taking a moment each day, even if it's just for one minute, can really help make a difference. And if you're feeling overly stressed right now, maybe you're driving into work right now, commuting into work, maybe you're at work and you're listening to me, just stop and take a moment. I mean it. Press pause, take a moment, do just a regular breath, but just focus on your breath for three breaths. Come back, see how much better you feel. All right? You can literally change your response to something with just one simple breath. Next time you feel frustrated at someone, next time you feel angry, next time you're feeling really pissed at SCOTUS, for example, feel pissed, feel the things, feel the feels, don't ignore them, don't stamp, you know, stomp them down or tamp them down, but just take a moment, take a breath, give yourself some love, I'm patting my chest here over my heart for all of you right now who are maybe just experiencing heaviness because, mm, I think we could all benefit from just taking one more minute, all right? So ask yourself how stressed you feel. Give it on a scale of 1 to 10. See where you lie. Lay, whatever. Uh, third, nutrition. This is simply more than just calories in versus, versus calories out in terms of quantity. It also includes quality. What does your diet consist of? What has it been consisting of this past week, or especially the past couple of days, because that can be a little bit more immediate? Is it mostly whole foods? You know, and I'm not talking about the, the you know, posh grocery store. I'm talking about, is it mostly foods that are from their, their whole sources, you know, um, as close to the ground? Is your, are your meals colorful? Does it include foods that make you feel vibrant or foods that make you feel less ideal maybe after consuming them, you know? Uh, two Twinkies versus like having a banana, for example, might be the same, maybe calorically, but the construct of those foods is different. Therefore, the nutrients that they give is different for your body. Your body will therefore feel different. And again, I'm not trying to, to demonize any foods or make other foods seem better, but I know personally, I feel better after eating certain foods versus others. So just something to consider is the, the quality of the food that you're eating. If you do track your food in terms of calories, then make sure that you look back on the past day or two prior to today and see if you've eaten enough for your goals. Or you might even be under eating like I've talked about in recent recent episodes, which could of course make you feel a little bit less encouraged or inspired to train, could make you feel just a little bit more blah, and that's the scientific term. Uh, so all things to consider, okay? Now, fourth and final, looking at your overall workload. This considers not only your training volume, but also your work life load, your relationship life load. Maybe you have a lot of shit going on in your relationship and hey, that can really impact your training and life and all of that stuff. 
And also just life in general. What is the overall workload in just your life in general? It can be rated acutely, so maybe in the immediate, you know, near future or near uh, term there, and also chronically, things that have been going on for weeks and months and maybe even years. And maybe when you look at things, maybe you have some immediate things that require your attention now versus things that are more long-term projects. So ask yourself, hey, do you have a lot of projects going on at the moment? Work, life, relationship, maybe more relationship strain. Is it during a higher volume period of your training when you may be accumulating, um, you know, more miles on the bike and maybe even more reps in the gym? If so, then your training volume may need to be adjusted down slightly to help encourage some more energy, zest, rest, uh, or attention to other things that I just mentioned earlier in terms of like nutrition, sleep, stress management, things like that. All right. So after checking in on yourself with these four questions, if any of these are way off or even slightly off from a good solid baseline for you, then then consider modifying the training session or the bike ride or whatever you have planned for that day. See how you feel about training for the day. Do you think that you can maybe start warming up for a few minutes and then check in and see how you feel? If so, then do it because then that can give you feedback. Um, Or maybe you need or want to do the training session, but maybe consider cutting some reps or sets or the weight and resistance that you're lifting because that can really help you still show up for the training session and and maybe have like lower expectations for yourself and maybe just move, just move. I know the gym that I go to, we have one day a week where we program a workout specifically for folks to either grind it out as hard as possible if they've had some rest days and they're feeling really good, or they can actually opt to just move that day. And it's just movement, some active recovery, goes a long way. Okay, friends. Uh, The other thing, last but not least to decide upon is maybe you you might need to to shift the training to another day. And that's okay because whatever you decide to do, friends, it is the right decision. And you will only learn more from making that decision once you get some body feedback after that decision and after that training session. All right. So this is one of the best ways for you to check in with yourself and keep your training and lifestyle sustainable. And that is all I have for you today, friends. If you want to work with me to help you decide how and what you can be doing differently to be at your absolute best, then please apply to work with me using the link in the show notes. I would love to hear from you because I love helping to guide people just like you. Thanks for listening today. I really, really appreciate you showing up and I hope you keep showing up for yourself in every way possible today, tomorrow, and to the end of days. I hope you have a beautiful day and I hope you enjoy some miles of smiles on the bike this week. Get out that angst, get out that anger if you have some pent up and I hope to see you next week. All right, bye friends.